So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. We're here with Blue Vines. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. Um, how do you feel about the reception to your EP, uh, Fever Dreamy? Um, it has been awesome. Um, especially it was the first thing that I put out under the Blue Vines name. Um, and people were, you know, really warm, really receptive. You know, it's a relative, it's a small audience that I'm still building. Um, but only positive reception so far. Everyone's been really, really cool about it. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sick. That's really good to hear. It was very good. I listened to it, um, and I thought it was really, really good. So yeah, I know Gloria and I both enjoyed it. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, so where was your headspace when you were writing that EP? Oh. <laughs> 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 um, I, I was ready for that one. No. Um, I you know I think there was kind of a sort of through line or theme in a lot of the songs of, of anxiety. Um, something I'm still, you know, working on, working through. Um, but yeah, definitely kind of working through, you know, mental, getting more mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, relationships, you know, some romantic, some family stuff, and just kind of how I relate to the world. Um, so yeah, kind of work, work in progress, I think was kind of the theme when I was writing those songs. Okay. All right. Um, so what would you do differently on your next release that you didn't get a chance to do on that EP? Do differently? Um, uh, tons. Um, uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, I did it maybe including more people. So I did, I was lucky enough to, my fiance, um, played bass on some of the songs on Fever Dreamy, which was awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, and that was super fun for me. But I, I think I'd like to even uh, have more musicians um, kind of collaborate. You know, I like to think of it the way I want to set it up going forward once, you know, things go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a collective where people can kind of come in and out and, you know, I could just have different friends add their ideas. So I would definitely like, you know, lots of different influences, more instruments. Um, and and just a change in the way that I'm that I that I write the songs, the things that I focus on. I'm hoping to uh, expand. Oh. All right. Wow. Would those um, new influences be like uh, permanent additions to the band, or would they just be like just working on the album and then just like putting their two cents in? Um, it's something that I think about all the time, mm-hmm. and it's I want to be like careful how I like say it because i don't want to come off like a jerk like it's it's mine you know yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense that makes sense um you know i feel like this like project or one man band or whatever has been like so it's been therapeutic for me it's fun to interact with people and i've gotten through twitter and through you know solo shows and stuff to meet so many great people um and it's just fun to do so it's like i think i don't want to put pressure on other people like now you're in my band and we have to do this thing. So I almost like this open door of, hey, you can come in, we can record something or play a couple of shows. And then if you got other stuff going on, that's cool too. But, you know, it makes it more fun that way, I think. Yeah, oh. that makes sense. Yeah. Sick. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. So what bands or artists do you think you can hear in your music? Um, what I hope um, <laughs> is, I know, you know, growing up, I you know, usually influenced by like 2000s emo, pop punk, you know, all mm-hmm. the standards. I love uh, Motion City Soundtrack, um, of course, My Chem, Taste. Taking Back mm-hmm. Sunday, mm-hmm. Um, all like strong lyrically based bands that, you know, told great narrative stories. Um, so I'm hoping those come through. 
I have gotten comparisons, and I've said this before in like interviews or talking to people. Somebody said one of your songs sounds like Sarah Bareilles, and I was like, I don't, I don't hear that. That's not what I was going for, but awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so, what inspired you to start the project as a whole, and what does the band name mean? Yes. I've been waiting for a year and a half for someone to. Ask. Um. So okay, the project started. So I know I mentioned my fiance Andrea is super supportive, um, and basically I was moping around our apartment uh, over a year ago, kind of complaining. I didn't know anybody locally, you know, to play with, and I had all these ideas, blah blah blah. And I was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And she was just like, like dummy, like start something yourself. Like she was like, you have a room full of instruments, go pick them up and start writing. Oh. And it, yeah, and it was like this dumb thing that didn't occur to me. Like, I didn't know I could, I could just do it.、Mm. So I just kind of started, and I was like, okay. Like, she had her her bases. I I had my guitars, and、um, I got an electric kit recently. So I was like, yeah, I just started writing and putting it together, and I had no conception of what it was going to be.、Um, and it kind of turned into this cool thing. I started demoing la- last winter, 2019, and then planned for for the EP and whatnot.、Um, And the, oh, and the the name Blue Vines.、Uh, there's a lot of references in like my song titles and lyrics and all these things to like pop culture. So Blue Vines was a misheard. We love the office in our house.、Mm-hmm. So there's the the Dwight Christmas episode,、mm-hmm. um, where it's like Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas, and he serves German glow wine that's called Blue Wine. And I thought he said Blue Vine, and then <laughs> I was just like, oh, that sounds really dope. So it just stuck. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Wow. I I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's、Thanks. awesome. <laughs> So,、um, can you tell us a little bit about a little bit about your writing process, and do you think it's changed with your time in quarantine? Definitely.、Um, my writing process—it always starts with lyrics.、Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely biggest on my vocals and lyrics. I think I, I like to attack a song as a poem that I'm kind of adding a backdrop of music to,、uh, and that is a fancy way of saying that I am not. Classically trained, or don't have like a very proficient background in,、uh, you know, technical background in songwriting.、Um, I think it has changed because I've wanted to push myself. I've like been comparing in friendly ways to a lot of my peers who are really upping their game, especially in quarantine, and are doing these really complex things. So、mm-hmm. I've been trying to hone my skill, teach myself, you know, more more chords, make more complex compositions, and make it interesting in that way.、Um, But yeah, but it's still I think largely Blue Vine songs always going to start with like a story,、um, and I think one of the biggest ways just thinking of the way the world is changing around us with the pandemic,、um, with a lot of social and political stuff going on here and around the world,、uh, is that I've tried to write the EP. I think was a lot of me、mm-hmm. and like processing my feelings, and I'm trying to expand to be a little more empathetic. So I'm hoping、okay. it comes off in future songs that. It's like me, but I relate in a giant world. No.、Nice. Um. So, can you tell us what you've been working on, if anything, any new projects? Sure. Um. So through、uh, Sparrow Heart Records,、uh, I know you had KM on recently.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Awesome guy, and he and some friends put out a compilation、um, to support Black Lives Matter. So I contributed a new track、uh, called "Devils in the Demagogue." Mm-hmm. Um, to that, yeah, it was super fun. A little more folksy, kind of influenced by some stuff I listened to recently.、Um, 
uh, and hopefully the you know where my political leanings are, I'm hoping are pretty obvious in that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but it went towards uh, a good cause, so that was awesome. And I do have two singles that I've been sitting on for a long time. Uh, yeah, so I'm super excited. I I work with a producer friend. I'm here on uh, Staten Island, New York. So I have a friend who works locally who runs his own studio. And right before, I mean, the weekend before everyone went into shelter in place or like stay at home, Mm -hmm. um, I recorded went into the studio and did it in a day. And he's just like mixing and mastering. I'm still not great at like the engineering side of things. Mm. So we're kind of working together and I give my feedback. But as soon as he's kind of done just cleaning those uh, songs up, I have two. I'm really hoping by summer, one acoustic and one like full band electric. And I, I think, I, I guess everyone always hopes, but I really think they're the best songs that I've written yet. Ooh, that's, <laughs> re- that's really exciting. Yeah. Oh, congrats on that. Thank you so Wait, much. So you mentioned that your song on the Black Lives Matter comp uh, is a little more folksy because you've been listening to stuff like that recently. So uh, does what you listen to when you're making music affect the turnout, like the genre or the composition of it? Definitely. Um, there, there's five songs on the Fever Dreamy EP, and I could like tell you an artist that, or you know, artists or artists like what headspace, and just be like, you know, everyone has their take. I'm like, oh, this sounds like this, but I, I could tell you instantly. I was listening to this band, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping like shades of them come out in the song. So that's so cool. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so where do you see the project in the next five years? Um. Hopefully on stages. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, you know, as I'm sure that's everyone's shared hope, you know, live streams and everything is, is fun. And I mean, being able to practice and kind of hone the craft, you know, I'm lucky to have more time to do it. So trying to be glasses half full, but definitely expanding. I have friends. Um, uh, my friend Jeremy is a bass player. My friend Chris is a drummer. I know a couple of other musicians uh, who have said they're happy to, you know, to fill in and either record or at least play some shows so i'm definitely hoping to you know to play uh to promote to write more music i i like i have in various stages an album's worth of recording so oh wow yeah i think it's just a matter of you know funding because it can be expensive Mm -hmm. and and just time and, and accessibility but if i can get back into the studio and i know a lot of people are also very proficient i gotta get a little better at the home recording but uh I also like going into the studio. For me, it's almost like a like a gym or spa day. Like someone finds it mm-hmm. relaxing. Yeah. I like going in, playing live instruments, and just kind of, you know, it's cathartic. So I'm hoping to do that and just pull out, put out all this music I've been writing. Sick. Yeah. Looking forward to that new music, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I want to like say more about it, but I feel like it's nice to have a little bit of mystery. But sure. as, as, as soon as I'm ready, you guys are going to be the first to know because I'm like Sick. just so stoked to share with people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, for the last couple questions, we're actually going to steer away from music and go okay. straight to death row. So if you're, on, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? You guys got real dark real fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking about all my hopes and aspirations. Okay. So, and then <laughs> um, death row. Yeah. All right. You're killing me off. It's fine. No. <laughs> okay. Death row. Um, well, question. Can I go somewhere i don't know how many requests i can have as a prisoner but can i go somewhere to eat this meal for f- sure for you sure sure you guys are the best <laughs> okay i don't have either of you guys been down to nashville i haven't no i think i drove through it 
So uh, technically, but course, I'm sure. I don't think I stopped. <laughs> yeah. It can't. It totally counts. Okay, sick. <laughs> um, there's a place in Nashville called. We went two years ago. It's called Monell's, and it's like these like restored like Victorian like houses. Mm-hmm. And basically, what it is is like a family style sit down restaurant. You sit at like this big table with strangers, and they Ooh. serve you. It's like all you can eat like Southern food, like fried chicken, biscuits. Um, like banana pudding, sweet tea, like all this amazing stuff. And like their only rule is like, keep your phone in your pocket, um, pass to the left. This is kind of like a cordial thing. And just, they kind of encourage conversation with like the people around you. So you'll meet people who are coming in from all different cities and like you make new friends. So I would want my last meal to like have a nice conversation with some strangers and just fill up on as much like chicken as I can until I pass out. That is so cool. I've never heard of like a restaurant, like, make you sit with other people and like you it i don't know i think that's that's so homey i like it yeah. they're nice about it like it's not mean i think they're like encouraging i guess like manners i don't know southern hospitality yeah but I, yeah there's something like charming about it and i yeah. that i dig and the food's just so good yeah. oh yeah that helps <laughs> <laughs> for sure. um so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live hell yes <laughs> i would live in clock town from mm-hmm. the uh, Zelda Majora's Mask Ooh. Um, because as long as Link is doing his job and rewinding time I just get to keep living the same three days over and over again so I would just you know I don't know I would just do it maybe I'd have little variations in my days but I don't know if you guys can play that game there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on mm-hmm. and it's super fun but that's that's where I'd want to live Ooh. sounds really cool so um, <laughs> I have the honor of asking the last question and okay. everybody we've spoken to has said it's the most important question Okay, I'm ready. What is your favorite color? <laughs> we got another laugh, Glory. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, I, the hype is awesome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, uh, green. Green. Yeah. All right. Do you, do you have shade? like a specific shade? Yeah. Yes. Um, whatever color luke skywalker's lightsaber from return of the jedi is green's been my favorite color and i discovered this recently i had like this moment of insight where i was like i liked green because i was six years old sitting in a theater and he turned on that jedi lightsaber and i was like that's really cool so whatever (laughs) color that is all right right. that's a pretty good green yeah um so as Corey said that's all the questions we have today is there anything you would like to plug um, just appreciative of people continuing to listen to the music in general. Um, people can keep their eyes peeled on my page. Hopefully soon I'll be releasing some new stuff, so you can look forward to that. Uh, my Twitter page is at Blue Vines Band. Um, yeah, there'll be lots to come later this year. Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome. Right. So uh, thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Blue Vines and We're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>